Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Socratic Circle Podcast. It is Friday, March the 15th, 2019, and it is currently 1.52 p.m. Central Time. Now, I'm going to begin with a question, and I know that's not very surprising considering the name of the podcast is the Socratic Circle. Questions is kind of what I do here. But in this particular case, this question is extremely important to this entire episode. If if I'm going to get my point across in this episode, I've got to do my best to try to get you to consider the question I'm about to ask you carefully. Because this question that I'm going to ask, I think, has everything to do with a TV show that is currently available to you via Netflix. Now, when I start talking about this question, you may go, wait a minute, I know that TV show. What is he talking about? That question has nothing to do with that TV show. That TV show is about this, or that TV show is about that. I understand that not everyone's going to agree with my perspective about this TV show. I know not everyone's going to agree that what I think is the main message of the TV show. Some people are going to think it's something different, and that's perfectly okay. That's the way art works. We could both sit down, watch a TV show, and when we're done, you could say, I think that show was about this, and I'll look at you going, what are you talking about? It, it was obvious the show was about this. Now, that's a, that's a good thing if a show even gets us to ask that question. I mean, if a movie, or if a, or if a movie or, or a TV show gets you to ask that question and have that conversation, then that movie and that TV show accomplished something. And I, that's what I like when art can get, get us talking about what was the message, what was the meaning. Too many times... People don't even care, but I think that is, I think it's critically important to consider that, especially from a Christian perspective where we're supposed to take every thought captive. I think we're supposed to stop, think about what the message was, and then try to uh, see what that can mean for us and how it relates to how we see the world and, and so many other, I mean, we could go into an entire podcast about that. Now, I understand that because two people have different perspectives on a TV show, there's always a debate about which one is right. Sometimes maybe there's a right one. Sometimes maybe there, there's not. Maybe sometimes the issue is we won't really know what the right answer is unless the director and the writers speak up. Sometimes, it's, sometimes they don't like to do that. Sometimes they like to, to create their art, place it in the hands of the people who watch it, and then let us ask those questions. They, sometimes that's what they like. Other directors and writers are like, no, 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 no. I want people to know exactly what I was trying to say. I don't know if what we're going to find out in this case. But I hope you will at least give my consideration, my view, I hope you will give it at least some consideration. I hope you will at least allow me to express it, even if you may disagree. And then if you've watched the show, you can tell me what, you know, why you agree or why you disagree. And if you haven't watched the show, I'm going to do my very best not to give you any spoilers. I will do my very best to, to, to I mean, I'm going to have to say a few things about the show, but I'm not to try to ruin it in any way, shape, or form, because my goal here is to get people to go watch the show where they can struggle with some of these concepts as well. All right, that's a long way to, uh, that's a lot of words to get to my question. Are you ready? Here we go, here's the question. This is important. How much of your present is being impacted by your past? How much of your present, your life right now, 
you are right now, how much of your present is being impacted by the past? When you look in a mirror and you look at the reflection of yourself, how much of that self, how much of who you are is impacted by something in the past, by who you were in the past, who who you came in contact uh, with the past, the things that happened to you in the past. How much of that person you look at, when you look at your reflection, how much of that person really is still in the present being impacted by the past? Is it 50%? Is it 60%? Is it 70%? Is it only 20%? Now, yes, I know we do have a tendency in our culture to say, anytime I do, anytime a person does something bad, anytime a person does something wrong or does something foolish, sometimes it, it, it's almost like a built-in excuse. Well, the reason I do these things is because of my past. I understand it can be an excuse, but just because people may abuse the idea or misuse the idea, we cannot deny the reality of a large part of who you are and what you do and how you think and how you feel in the present as a result of something in the past or multiple, a multiple of things in the past. It's, it's I think a, a lot of times counseling and, and psychologists and, and uh, psychiatrists and, and all, the, all the people involved in mental health care, a lot of it is trying to uncover your past so that they can, uh, that they can uh, interpret the present. A lot of counselors spend a lot of time trying to understand your past so they can interpret your present and then try to show you that. Now, it, it, it's, it's one thing to go, oh, well, you know, possibly that's the reason I think that way. Uh, possibly that's the reason I act that way. It's one thing to acknowledge the influence. It's another thing just to allow it then to become an excuse or, or somehow that it, it, it demands that you act a certain way in the present. Can you break the, the influence of the past? Well, you can't break the influence of the past until you first acknowledge it. And then once you acknowledge it, what are you going to do with it? Can you step away from it? Or are you going to, in a sense, every day you, every day you wake up, it's another day where your past still shows its influence on the present. Or do you walk further and further away from that influence? Can you ever truly become something different than what you were? Or what we were is kind of always going to be what we are in some way, shape, or form. Those are all, I know I, I started with one question, and now I, 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 but I wanted to, to expand the question, or, or the, question, the question kind of serves as the skeleton, and then add flesh by asking all those additional questions. But it's really getting us to consider the influence of the past on the present. The influence of the past on the present in your life and in my life. Now, why am I talking about all of that? Because I believe that question, those questions that I just asked, are absolutely the point of a show on Netflix called The Umbrella Academy. I truly believe that this show is all about this concept. Now, I know others don't agree with me, and that's okay. But I want you to listen to my explanation, and then hopefully, if you've watched it, it will make you consider the show differently. If, if you haven't watched it, maybe it will give you something to look for as you sit down with some popcorn, a cold drink, and watch The Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Are you ready? Let's get into some basic things about the show. Let's start with uh, some basic information. The Umbrella Academy 
is an American superhero web television series. Stop right there. Let's stop right there. There are a lot of people today are kind of sick and tired of the whole superhero thing. They're kind of tired of it everywhere you go. I mean, you got Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Thor, Hulk, Iron Man, you know, just go on and on. Ant-Man, Ant-Man and Wasp, it just, it goes on and on and on and on. The Avengers, and then you turn on Netflix and you've got uh, Daredevil and you got this and you got that and you turn on, uh, you know, uh, the CW and you got Flash and you got Arrow. It just seems to never stop. Aquaman uh, was, you know, uh, in the theaters not too long ago. You just, it just everywhere. And we got a new Avengers film coming out. It's just, it goes on and on and on. And a lot of people are like, I am so tired of this superhero thing. Can we, can Hollywood come up with a better idea? Now, I know that it, people may complain about it, but look at the money, it's just say Captain Marvel is currently making, and well, obviously there's still a big audience for superhero movies. But if you're growing a little tired of the superhero stories, you're growing tired of the superhero television shows, superhero movies, I do not want that to influence your decision about the Umbrella Academy. And here's the reason why. Are there some of the basic trappings that show up in the superhero genre? Yes. Are there some of the, at times, almost ridiculous elements that can show up in a superhero movie or TV show? Yes. However, this is a very unique take on the whole superhero idea. This is, a, I think, interesting. I think it's clever. I think at times it's brilliant. And I think there's enough going on that even if you're not a fan of the superhero idea, there's going to be something here that you'll be able to go, oh, I, I, can, I think I can relate to this. I think I can understand this. Or I like that character. I like that character. Again, you may not like certain aspects of it, but stay with me. I think that if you will watch the show, you're going to find yourself going, whoa, this is kind of interesting. This is kind of different. And I think there's enough interesting, different, clever that will give someone who, who isn't a superhero fan will, will still want to watch it. So, again, let's go back and read that again. The Umbrella Academy is an American superhero web television series. And it's going to tell us who it's developed by, but that's irrelevant. It's devel developed for Netflix, and season one is currently available on Netflix. Now, this show is an adaptation of the comic book series of the same name. Now, I have to stop right here, and I'm, I don't want this to turn into a long rant, but I have to clear the air here. So this show, The Umbrella Academy, is based off a comic book series. Now, let me say right from the start, I have not read the comic book series. And because I haven't read the comic book series, someone could listen to anything I have to say, and, and they will start with this never-ending complaint that shows up all over social media, shows up uh, in movie reviews, shows up everywhere. It shows up when people talk about movies, and it drives me to the point of insanity. In fact, it makes me, when people start saying these words around me, I want to get up and walk away because I want to then begin to, I don't know, carry out acts of violence. Okay, that's a little hyperbole. It's a little exaggeration. I'm not going to actually hurt someone. But you get the idea. It frustrates me greatly because the complaint goes something like this. That movie, it's based off a book and it was nothing like the book. That's just 
crazy. That's garbage. It's a piece of junk. If they're going to make a movie based off a book, it better follow the book. Now, now listen to the words they just said. If they're going to make a movie based, please note the word, based off a book. They're not remaking the book. They t there's the book. There's the comic book. They see the story, and then someone goes, hmm, that would be interesting to bring this to the big screen. Now, once you translate something from a written form to a visual form, you're already going to lose something in translation, and you're going to have to tell the story in a little different way. You're going to have to show things in a different way because it's a different medium. So already you have to expect there to be some changes just because of the translation issue from a written form to a visual form. That's number one. Number two, they say it's based Based, based. It's not a word for word retelling of the same story. It's based. So, why do you expect it to be exactly the same? They tell you it's based off of. It's based off of. Why can't it be different? I never understand the criticism. If you want to see the book you've already read, why, why, why would you want to go see it when you've already read it? Why can't they show it a little differently? Why can't they add maybe a different motivation or, or a different perspective on a character or do this or change this up a little bit? Why can't they? You've already seen the original story. Do you, if you just want to see the same, if you want to see the same story, hear the same story, read the same story, go read the book that you've already read. Go read the comic book you've already read. I don't get the com complaining. It's, it's like this, it's almost like this narcissistic idea that you better make it the way I want you to make it. That's the way the comic book has it. You better follow it to the letter. If you don't, I'm going to complain because I make the rules here. And it's like, calm down, man. Calm. Take a deep breath. They told you it was based. They're going to change things up. Now, you will either like their their interpretation you will like the changes they make or you won't like the changes but but you don't dislike a change just because it's different from the comic book or the book you already have the comic book or book they told you from the start it's based why do you want it to be exactly the same why i don't get it and why is it different why is making it different bad it's a different telling it's a different interpretation accept it Oh, it's it's just so crazy how like insane people get over this subject. And it's almost like this act of superiority. This is the way it comes across. Did you see that movie? Uh, uh, you know, whatever. Did you see Captain Marvel? Yeah, I saw Captain Marvel. You, you know that doesn't follow the comic books, you know? It's a piece of garbage because it doesn't follow the comic books. I read the comic books. And because I didn't read the comic books, it's no good. And I want to look at them. Well, congratulations, you read the comic books. I didn't read the comic books. I was okay with it. And even in many cases, I, I read the comic books too in many cases. And I'm like, I don't care that they changed it. Who cares? Like, where, who, who handed the law down? Did Moses come down from the mountain with a, an, an extra tablet of commandments that I missed? That if you make a movie based off a book, you must follow it word for word. If you make a movie based off a comic book, you must follow it word for word. If you, ver if you have any variation, if you have any detour, if you change anything, then you've made a piece of garbage. I don't get it. So when it comes to the Umbrella Academy, I have not read the comic book. 
So I really don't care, even if I had read the comic book, I don't care if they follow it. I don't care if they change it. I don't care what they do to it. I could care less. Because either I will accept their story and like the story. All I care about is the story interesting. Is the story entertaining? Does it, does it, is it a good piece of art? I'm not going to compare it to the art it was based off of. I'm just going to compare it as its own original story. That's based off, and it may be based closely. It may be based loosely off something else. That happens all the time. Um, and all, going all the way back from radio drama to uh, to movies, radio drama to TV. They would take a uh, a radio drama and then they would base the movie or a TV show based off the radio drama. In many cases, it wasn't even anywhere close to the same. Who cares? If I want to watch, if I want to hear the original, I'll go listen to the original radio drama. If I want to see something based off of it, I'll go watch and go, yeah, okay. Same characters. They kind of present the characters a little differently. Do I like their take on it? No, 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 I don't. But I don't, it, my standard isn't variation equals bad. My standard is I'm just going to look at it on its own. And when I look at the Umbrella Academy, I'm just looking at it on its own. I don't care what's correct or incorrect with the telling from the comic book. Okay, I know I went a long time there, but I have to bring that up because so many people make a big deal about that. And it just comes across so condescend like i read the comic book i read the book therefore i'm the expert on how it should be presented in a movie well then why didn't you go make the movie this is their take on it okay all right yeah it's different from the movie it's different from the book okay it's a basically it's a it's a different story do i like that form of the story the original form of the story some people like know the original form of the story is the only story i like well why why does it have to be that way you already have that version doesn't make any sense. All right, <laughs> I got to take a step back. Here we go. Here's the premise of the Umbrella Academy. Here's the premise. On October 1st, 1989, 43 women around the world give birth simultaneously, despite none of them showing any sign of pregnancy until labor began. All right, here's the premise. October the 1st, 1989, 43 women, 43 women who woke up that day, normal, no thought about being pregnant, no idea that they were pregnant, no, no, nothing, nothing showed, they weren't showing that they were pregnant, they didn't have any symptoms, they didn't have, nothing had even hinted that they were pregnant. They all wake up, 43 women, October 1st, 1989, and all of a sudden before the day's over, they're like, oh no, oh no, and they, you know, fall down, they're yelling, they're screaming, and the people are looking like, what's going on? And well... They end up delivering babies. All 43 of them deliver babies simultaneously on October the 1st, 1989. Now, already, that's an interesting, clever hook, right? That, that's, that's interesting. Okay, wait, 43, they all have babies at the same time. All right, now, add the next step of the story, the next step of the premise. So you have 43 women around the world simultaneously, despite none of them showing any sign of pregnancy, until labor began, they all deliver babies. Seven of those children, seven, and this is interesting, you got 43, seven, okay. Seven of the children are adopted by an eccentric billionaire. He turns these children into a super superhero team through what he the, the, through what he calls the Umbrella Academy. Now, this billionaire gives the children numbers rather than names, but they eventually are are named by their nanny robot 
mother. Now, while putting six of his children to work fighting crime, the billionaire keeps Vanya apart from her siblings, uh, her siblings' activities as she demonstrates no power of her own. So, 43 women deliver babies simultaneously on October the 1st, 1989. They didn't show any signs. All of a sudden, boom, they deliver a baby. They all have these babies. This billionaire comes along. He adopts seven of the babies. He adopts seven of them. He puts six of them fighting crime for, through what he calls the Umbrella Academy. One of them, Vanya, she's separated because she demonstrates no power of her own. She's set aside. The children are not given names by the billionaire. They're called uh, number one, number two, number three, number four. He, that's how he references them. Hey, number three. Hey, number two, you need to do this. Number four, it's time for your studies. Number five, you need to do this. The robot mother, she gives them names. Or the robot nanny, I guess you could call her. She gives, not the robot mother, the robot nanny. I think that would be a more accurate term. She gives them names. Now, let's just stop right here. On the surface, this sounds about as ridiculous as ridiculous can be, and that happens with lots of movies, especially in the superhero genre. On the surface, it just sounds so crazy and ridiculous and dumb that you may dismiss it, but here's the key. Doesn't matter if it's a superhero movie, doesn't matter what kind of movie, doesn't matter if it's fantasy, it doesn't matter if it's some nonsense like Lord of the Rings, and I know I'm gonna offend all the Lord of the Rings fans who, who somehow thinks it's a religion, all right? But whatever it is, Star Wars, Star Trek, they all create a universe, a, a way things work. And you, when you sit down in that theater, you have to decide, am I going to, in a sense, set aside my cynicism, my criticism, my disbelief, and am I just going to uh, embrace the narrative, embrace the universe that they have created, embrace the rules they've created for this universe, and just accept them and allow myself to be a part of the universe as they tell me this story. Now, if I want to sit back and criticize, I'm like, well, that's the most foolish thing I've ever seen. I mean, really, a, 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 a robot nanny. I mean, really, he adopts his children. And, in, and there's other things. I'm not going to give anything away. There's other things in this story that you're kind of like, really? That, that talks? Really? That walks around? Really? Okay. That's kind of like you can sit there and go, this on the surface, it seems foolish. But if you'll set aside that and just say, okay, I'm going to embrace the universe and how it works, then you can enjoy it. You can enjoy it. It's up. Some people are willing to do that easily. Some people aren't. They want to criticize and, and stand aloof from everything. I, 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 I tend to try to allow myself to be brought into the world and brought into the universe and enjoy the ride. All right? I, as people know me, I'm a professional wrestling fan. You got to do the same thing in professional wrestling. They're going to tell a story. Now, people say, it's fake. It's fake. It's fake, just like the Umbrella Academy is fake, just like the Lord of the Rings is fake, just like Captain America is fake, just like Captain Marvel is fake, Batman is fake, Superman is fake, um, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, James Bond, every movie that's ever been made is fake. Okay? It's fake. Wrestling is the same way. It's combat theater. These individuals engage in a story, tell a story through their physical movements, and they, and, they, and they follow the same narrative arc, the same story arc, the same character arc that you see everywhere else. You have these ups and these downs. And we could go through uh, character arcs, story arcs, and wrestling follows the same thing. But some people won't allow themselves to just embrace the storytelling. 
They won't just allow themselves to go, oh, okay, that's the way this works in this world. They'll do it with some and others. I, I think you can enjoy art when you're willing to do that to some level. I know there can come a point where you just, you can't, and the minute you can't, you're probably not going to enjoy the movie. Well, with the Umbrella Academy, there's a lot of crazy things going on in this universe that if you'll just follow along, you still are going to find it enjoyable. All right, I've said a lot here. Here we go. Now, that's the basic premise. Here's going to be my theory on the show. I believe the show is all about how all of these characters, all seven of these children, it shows their lives from different perspectives. It shows the things that's happened to them. It shows the things that they're dealing with. It shows them in their present. It flashes back to the past. It comes back to the present. It's this past, present, past, present, contrasted over and over and over 50,000 different ways. It happens again and again and again and again. And I think it is yelling that these characters that we follow along through season one of the Umbrella Academy are human beings or individuals who are still so influenced by the past that their present is suffering. Their present is suffering. One individual in the show who seems to be somewhat well seems to be well adjusted and that his past doesn't seem to be negatively impacting him that much, or at least in theory, once he discovers more about his past, then it becomes overwhelming for him in the present. So all these characters are damaged in the present because of their past. Some are going to have to try to overcome the past so that they can save the future. Oh, I'm telling you, this thing is all over the place with this concept. You've got those in the present who are so controlled by their past that they're going to have to find a way to overcome their past so that they can save the future. If they cannot deal with their past in the present, then the future comes to an end for humanity. So it's past, present, future. The present the present is the only hope for the future, but the present is having a hard time trying to focus on the future because they keep looking back to the past. They All their dysfunction, all their issues are a result of the past. The past has poisoned their present. There is a very powerful scene. I'm not going to give anything away, but in the... And I think that this... All of everything I'm saying comes to absolute clarity in the last episode. There's this powerful scene where one of the characters is walking through room after room, and, and as soon as they walk into the room, it flashes back to something in the past that happened in that room. And then as the character leaves that room, the room explodes. So they are seeing the past and then exploding it as, as if I'm going to destroy the past and I'm going to move on. Does that character ever truly move on from the past? Because it seems everything that that character is doing in the present is because of what happened to them in the past. Every character is so damaged by the past that their present is falling apart. And if they can't get it together, the future of humanity falls apart. Everyone can relate to this. One powerful sequence, and, and, it, and I was going to record an episode about it just by itself. 
They discover all these videotapes that this eccentric millionaire had recorded. And he had recorded basically their entire childhoods. All seven children, their entire childhood had been recorded on VHS, VCR tapes. So they sit down and, and it's just a fascinating thing. Like, how, what would, how would you understand yourself if, you, if someone handed you hours and hours of video of you in your past? You get to hear how you talked. You get to hear how you laughed. You get to you, you not just hear, you get to see, because there were videotapes, you get to see how you handled yourself. You get to hear your conversations because these were videotapes not just made like in public. These were videotapes that these kids didn't even know they were being recorded. So it would be a you in private. It would be private conversations you had that you may not even remember. And if you could see all of that on a videotape, what would it do to your understanding of you in the present? Would that person you see in the mirror change? Would you like, whoa, now I think I understand myself so much more. Would, would you have a better understanding? I think so much of us in the present is, comes directly from our past. There's, there's no way to deny that fact. The show is filled with this concept. You've got time travel happening. You, this person, this ba ba bouncing from one time to another time, and this person is still influenced. That this person who's jumping time is still influenced by their past, even though they've jumped time, which is trying to help them fix the future. I mean, it's there's three concepts of the show. There is the past. That's that's kind of Act One. Now, now, this is not told in a linear way, so, so stay with me. This is not done linear. Act one is the past. Act two is the present. Act three is the attempt to save the future. All three are linked together. The future cannot be saved unless those in the present resolve their past. If the past remains the poison so that the ultimate the ultimate thing stopping them from saving the future is not any perceived enemy that the show gives you like here's the enemy or here are the people trying to stop it no no the real enemy is the past those are to me the three parts of the show the past and they show it the past and they put it together not in a linear form they show the present okay at, with all these flashbacks from the past but giving you the building tension that these people have got to get it together to resolve the save the future, but they can't get it together because they are so poisoned by the past. It's brilliantly told. Now, in the midst of all of that, there are those, there are those who believe the show is really more about family. And what is a family? What isn't a family? These children, even though they come from different mothers, they were adopted, they were raised by a robot nanny. Are they a family? Now, this concept of family is definitely there. It, I'm not going to argue that it's not. There are def definitely elements about what family is, what family isn't, what makes a family close. All of those elements are in the show. 100% agree. But I believe the family, even though those elements are there and you could discuss them, I don't think that's what the show is about. The show is about past, present, future. Past, present, future. How much of you in the present is being influenced by the past and how much of that past influencing your present will either destroy or save your future? 
This seems to me to be almost a freshman class in psychology 101. That's what it seems to be about a, psycho a psychological theory about past, present, and future. That's my view of the Umbrella Academy. Now, I know I did not spend much time unpacking packing my view because I went into the basic elements. This, I kind of went on a little discussion about how people get so preoccupied with, you know, the book has to follow, the movie has to follow the book. But I, I, I can't go into too much. Here's the, here's the problem. I can't unpack my theory more without going through episode after episode going, see, see here. But here's what I would do. If you just have a piece of paper, right, write three columns, past, present, future, right? And just keep track of when the show shows the past, when the show shows the present, and when it makes reference to the future or the saving of the, of, of, of the future, and I'm telling you, those are the three parts of the show, past, present, and future. The show is broken down into three parts. That's the running thing. And so you'll have these people in the present. Oh, it gives a flashback to their past. Then you come back and say, man, they're all messed up in the present. If they can't get past their past, they can't save the future. The world's going to come to an end. Here's this tension building. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. And that's what happens in our life sometimes. How many of your todays have been ruined by your yesterdays? How many of your todays have been ruined by your yesterdays, have been negatively influenced by your yesterday? And how many of your tomorrows are going to continue to be negatively influenced because of your yesterdays? Past, present, future. I'll stop there because I'm at 33 minutes. I did not want to go full uh, past 33, 30 minutes, but I did. I could have probably uh, organized this a little better. If you're interested in the Umbrella Academy or if you've seen it and you want to discuss it, let me know. Because I think I think I think there's some interesting things going on, and I can I can come back and and focus on one uh, on just the my theory about the show more than other things that I talked about. But you know how to introduce the show, give the background, talk about some basic stuff. So hopefully this will be beneficial. All right, the Umbrella Academy now streaming on Netflix. Season one is available. Um, for anyone concerned about content, uh, obviously there's a homosexual character. If, if that bothers you, just you just have to kind of expect that in 2019. There's nothing over, overtly explicit. There is language and there is violence. Uh, again, nothing overtly exp explicit, but there is language, adult language, and there is violence throughout. So you can uh, you can approach it on your own terms, whether you want to watch it or don't want to watch it. But at least you are aware of the show. And uh, I don't know how, how many people are watching it or how big a deal it's going to be, but I think it is an interesting concept because whether you watch the show or not, you can now look at yourself and go, my past, my present, my future. How many of my todays have been ne negatively impacted by my yesterdays? How many of my tomorrows are going to be negatively impacted by my yesterdays as well? Or how many of your tomorrows are going to be negatively impacted by your todays? The, your, the present, the, every, after... The conclusion of every day becomes your present, and you can take that day to influence your tomorrow. I mean, we could, we could, we could unpack this philosophy and concept of life and, and psychology all day. There, there's so much we could talk about, and uh, well, I'll just lay, lay it in your hands, and you can do what you want with it. If you want to get uh, further content that we make available and that we post and we produce, you need to get our app. It's the VBC app. Go to the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, do a search for VBC66. VBC, which stands for Victory Baptist Church, the number 66, VBC 66. I know what you're thinking. A church app? 
talking about the Umbrella Academy, it's not your typical church app. Trust me, there's enough content on there that will keep you confused, informed, questioning, and informed about what's happening in your life. But I do like to analyze popular art and look at it in a deeper way. And uh, not just to sit there and go, well, this had this, had this Christian uh, concept, this didn't have a Christian concept. No, just looking at the art as art, and then each individual has to determine how to handle what they see. Um, you're, when you're watching a show, you're watching a story. Um, if that story causes you to do things that goes against scripture, then that's where your Christianity needs to then avoid the show. If you can watch the show and not end up doing what they're doing, <laughs> like, I don't know, killing people and doing uh, things like that, then obviously you'll have to determine how you want to approach it. A lot of Christian debate about how to approach art. Um, my perspective has changed way uh, a lot over the years for different reasons, and I could I'd be more than happy to talk to you about that. All right, The Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Go watch it. I think you can take a piece of paper, break the show down into the past, the present, and the future. And, uh, well, I've given you my theory. Now, you can tell me yours. Feel free to let me know. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Socratic Circle podcast. Share it with as many people as possible, and uh, we appreciate it. Have a great day.